Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Marsha Collier here at the helm today on Tech Radio with my guest Bob Levitas. And while we were at the break, it was so funny. You be talking, Uncle Bill. Uh, tweeted out something. One bummer. I can't use the iCloud with my XPPC. Mm, Uncle Bill, if you're really using XP, we need to have an intervention here. <laughs> XP, although when I was over at NASA and I was in the server rooms at JPL and NASA, some of their systems are still using Windows 2000. And I guess if it still works... And it does what you want it to. There's no need to upgrade. It, but I don't think they really feel that way in the Mac world, do they, Bob? No. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, at some point, you can't support people with older, older operating systems and older versions of software. You know, at some point, some some event happens that's going to break them. Mm-hmm. And, and so for... You know, there's people who say, you know, I'm still on Mac OS 8, which is, you know, 15 years back. Well, it works. Well, okay, if it works and you don't need any different software and everything is in order, great. Use it until it dies. But when it dies, know that there's no way you're going to replace a 15-year-old computer with a 15-year-old operating system, not easily at least. Do, do you really, you know, I just, I figure there's a lifespan pretty much to computers. I mean, I have computers that still work, air quotes there, and I just figure you crud them up after <laughs> using them for a long time, that after four years they're, you know, half the speed they were, and, you know, it's just time for a new one. Well, and I think as as time goes on, The things that we do require faster processors, faster video cards, more storage, and and it gets to the point where trying to do some of that on a very old computer just becomes impossible because the architecture isn't designed for it. Like, a lot of computers can only take up to four gigabytes of RAM maximum. And for a lot of things you might want to do, that just isn't enough. It'll never be enough. Yeah, good point. I mean, you know, but I guess people, you know, who are using the same programs and, you know, if somebody's saying, hey, I use Word and I use an email client and it still works. I always tell people, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're happy with the way, with the way things are and you don't need anything that the new thing, the new operating system or app offers, you don't need it. Don't do it. You know, I think so, the whole thing about upgrading, certainly in iOS and Mac, is... There's always lots of bug fixes, and there's always lots of little improvements. And for most people, it would probably be best to stay current. Right. Well, what about upgrading hardware? I mean, it just seems to me I have more than one tablet. I don't know about you, but it seems to be, you know, new tablet coming out. Oh, my gosh, we have to get it. You know, and all of a sudden, what was state-of-the-art a year ago has to be discarded. Well, I have, and, three, I have three, but they're all iPads. <laughs> <laughs> but do we really need to be spent, you know, in this economy? Um, people are out there, they're trying to save money. Uh, things aren't easy for everybody. Do we have to be humiliating them because they don't have the latest and the greatest? I, I don't know. Oh, there's a great South Park about that. <laughs> 
There really is. And? Oh, well, I probably can't tell you more than the fact that (laughs) Cartman wants an iPad and his mom buys him something else. Oh, and... It doesn't end well. (laughs) You know, I think the end of civilization started when children started watching that show. I mean, I think it was just great for adults, but when children started watching that show, they just got a little too too nervous, you know, too too cocky. So I was reading something in Ars Technica, Ars Technica today, and we we're talking about when we're upgrading hardware, and the headline said, "As Mac Pro stagnates." Why is Mac Pro stagnating? What's the deal? Oh, it's long in the tooth. I have maybe not the most. No, I don't have the last generation, but I have, like, just one back, and it's it came out in 2009, and I don't think there's been a new Mac Pro design since before that. So, so for it, those of a, us who don't know, what is a Mac Pro? The Mac Pro is Apple's big box. It's their uh, big okay. power computer with four hard disk bays and, and I don't even know how many RAM slots. I think I have eight RAM slots or 16. It's, it's you know, it's the... It's, and it's got PCI slots. It's what you buy if you <clears throat> have lots of stuff you want to stick inside the box. So there's four hard disks in there. There's lot, eight RAM chips. It's cheaper to buy RAM when you have more slots. Oh, yeah. Because you can buy smaller <laughs> modules, you know. I think right, I've, right, got, right. I've got eight slots, and each one has a two-gig stick in it, and it costs me like $100 to upgrade from 8 to 16 and how much was memory? Go way back in the day, because uh, Mark oh, and I, I talked about. I can tell you how about... much my first memory upgrade was when that, I got that's my what Mac I wanted Plus. To know. My Mac Plus, I upgraded from one megabyte, not gigabyte, megabyte, to four megabytes, and it cost twenty four ninety five. I remember it was the same price as the Mac Plus. <sighs> yeah, I remember getting my first one megabyte board. For the PCXT, oh my gosh! I think it was something over two thousand dollars at the time. My first hard disk, my first external hard disk, was a twenty megabyte SCSI drive. The cost? How can much? You guess twenty four ninety five. It was exactly the same price as the Mac Plus. That was a pretty popular price in those days, wasn't it? Yeah, Except I think for the I was... laser writer, which was six grand. I had a. One of the first postscript printers in NEC LC890 silent writer. I swear it was as big as a washing machine. <laughs> but it was beautiful and it was magic. And when we'd look at the pages as they came out, wow, it was in real type. I quit my job. I quit my job and bought a printer like that and did typesetting because it was so beautiful to me. I worked in advertising and when I saw the laser writer, and postscript and fonts. I said, oh, my God, the typesetting industry is going out of business. Well, pretty much, and I did have an agency at the time, and we handled marketing for shopping centers and retail businesses, so I was always typesetting ads and doing newspaper inserts and things like that, and I was paying big money for photo typesetting. Isn't that and something? All, yeah, and then I got that printer, and then I'd take the printed text, which was waxed down on layout sheets before Ventura Publisher came out. Oh, yeah. And I'd take them to the printer, and they said, these were on paper. They're no good. 
And I said, buddy, it's printing on newsprint. You've got enough bleed with the ink as it is. <laughs> your, your 300 DPI is going to be just fine. <laughs> and I saved money right and left. It was great. I mean, but that was something that you can't really upgrade anymore. I mean, how much better un- until we go to 3D printing can printers get? I don't know. Today, it seems like printers are have followed the razor theory of marketing, and they're almost disposable. I ran out well, it- of ink a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I went to get some ink, and I realized that the cost of the ink was roughly the same as replacing my printer, which comes with full, extra-large tanks of ink. Yep, yep. It's yep. unbelievable. And, and did you get the new printer or not? I did. I got a new Epson Workforce 845 that has air print, which I really like. It means I can print from the iPhone or iPad without any fuss. It just magically sees it. It's a Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I have HPE print, which works over my home network from almost any device. Mm-hmm. But I, I was just on Google printing out something the other day, and now they have cloud printing. Are you, have you tried it? Uh, it came up, and I said, no, I'm busy. I don't have time to try something new. <laughs> no, I haven't, but only because I print so little these days. I really, I put paper in my printer when I got it, and I looked today to see if I needed more paper, and it's still the, the little magazine thing is still full. Aww. I mean, I Isn't hardly, I, the only thing I print are like printable tickets mm-hmm. and, and coupons, you know, like, what do they call them? Groupons, you know, things like that where you have to have the barcode. And I, I imagine I could just keep them on my phone and show the barcode on my phone. Well, but I've had bad sh- luck with that at airports. Yeah. It's- <laughs> my scannable boarding yeah. passes have not yeah. worked a couple of times, and that's a real hassle. Oh, and then if your flight is delayed... And for some reason, you shut off your phone or you lose that page or something like that. It doesn't come back up because they don't reset the system. And then you're stuck without a boarding pass. <laughs> yes, that's, I, I tend to print stuff like that just in case. And, and I guess it's nice to have it print from the iPhone or iPad, but I really have only used it a few times. I like the printer because it prints d- double-sided. Which, yeah, if I'm going to print yeah. stuff, that really, that's a big feature for me. I'm printing a lot of double-sided stuff. I have a brother printer, which, you know, I got on some deal for 60 bucks. Wi-Fi printer, it works like a champ. And it prints on both sides of the paper. And it's a laser, which I love even better. Yeah. So, that, yeah. So printing on both sides, I didn't realize how much I liked it or how much it was going to, how useful it was going to be until I got it. Now I'll never buy a printer that only prints on one side of the page. Well, you know. I've saved four trees so far, and that's just this I print out everything, because when I go to speak at an event, just in case the entire Internet collapses, I bring a file folder with me that has, you know, my presentation printed out. It has the maps. It has the hotel res. Just in case. Something yeah, I do. Happens. I do all that, but I have actually cut back on travel to the point where it's not making an impact on the 200 sheets of paper in the printer. Well, I'm with you on that, and we're we're going to talk about that. And when we come back, I want to talk about upgrading laptops in the Apple world because there's an awful lot I don't know, and I want to hear about it. So when we come back, Bob Levitas and I on WS Radio. 
We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Love to read but just don't have the time? With Audible.com, you can catch up on reading simply by listening. Audible has the largest collection of digital audiobooks, over 85,000 titles in every genre. Listen to a bestseller on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Android smartphone, or one of 500 other compatible devices. Visit audible.com slash wsradio today and get a free audiobook when you try Audible free for 14 days. That's audible.com slash wsradio. Are you an adventurous wine drinker? Would you enjoy trying a bold red with dark fruit and a spicy finish from Hungary? Or an amphora-style shivy pinot with layers of complex flavors? Carpathian Wines hand-selects extraordinary wines from premium Central European wineries. At CarpathianWines.com, you'll find amazing dry whites, big juicy reds, even the famous Tokaya Azu. Discover award-winning limited production wines from the heart of Central Europe. Find them only at CarpathianWines.com. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD Now V-Series solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It will improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Attention eBay sellers. Are you protecting your feedback ratings? Protect yourself from bidders who abuse the feedback system with bitter warning. Find out before you accept an offer, respond to a message, or even after receiving a bid whether the bidder has a history of leaving negative feedbacks. Regain control over the selling process with bitter warning by knowing your bidder before it's too late. Negative feedbacks can hurt your eBay business on many levels. It reduces your appeal to potential customers, and it reduces revenue from eBay directly by lowering your your monthly seller discount. Use bitter warning to regain the power to protect yourself from these bad apples who will intentionally try to harm or threaten your business. Bitter warning will automatically send you an email alerting you to the potential danger. Learn more at bitterwarning.com. Get a free two-week trial by using promo code WSRadio at bitterwarning.com. Bitter warning, an eBay seller's first line of defense. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome back. We're here at Computer and Technology Radio, Tech Radio as I like to call it. And I'm here with my buddy Bob Levitas, my draw, my draw anything, my draw something friend who I'm behind on a picture to. Uh, love, love that, love that. So when we play draw anything, draw something, Bob, are you on your tablet or your phone? I usually do that one on the tablet because drawing on the phone is hard. Have My you used a stylus? Fat. 
Have you used a stylus to draw? Yeah, as a matter of fact, my wife's a real avid draw-something player, and I gave her a couple of styluses and said, I think you'll find it easier to draw with these. Let me know. I didn't like it. I'm, I'm a terrible artist anyway, and it just it was just one more thing to lose, and I lost the one that I was testing, so... I oh, what I, do, what I do with the stylus, the stylus that I have has a little technical term, hidgy, that plugs into the audio out, uh, is it a 3.5 millimeter, you know, female yes. plug on the tablet. So it always hangs on the side of the tablet, so I don't oh, lose no, it. Oh, that's a good idea. I yeah, should have done have that. Yeah, see, see. But I didn't really like I didn't really like drawing with the for me it didn't feel more natural because I don't draw with a pencil. I just don't draw. So <laughs> I'm as used to drawing with my fingers as I am with any, you know, with any other device. Okay, but do you write often anymore? Handwrite? Yeah. Thank you notes, to-do lists. Yeah. I I I do keep a pad on my desk, and I make notes during the day when it either wouldn't be prudent to, to type something or I don't right. feel like opening whatever I need to open to type into. So I keep a pad of paper, a uh, legal pad, on my desk, and it's kind of my immediate to-do list. I've got a to-do list on the computer and the phone, but this is somebody called and I want to call them back. I don't have to make a, a, an entry in my to-do list on the computer for that. I just write it on this legal pad. When the page gets full and everything is scratched out, I start a new page. Okay, well, you'll be very proud of me. I used to do that, too. And now, especially when I'm writing a book, I keep a notepad. I'm sure you've got an app that's similar to that. It's an ASCII text thing, not even an editor. It's just, you know, notes. And I name one for each chapter of my book. So if I'm referring to something or, you know, in case my tech editor has questions, where'd you get that information? You know, I can have my links uh, all at the ready. So I make a little notepad for each one of my chapters. And I you're keep way, my You're way too organized. You're way more organized than me. I throw that stuff in the folder with the chapter, either a URL or, a, you know, I just drag a URL link into the folder or sometimes I will... Uh, create a folder, take a screenshot of something, and throw it in the folder. I'm yeah, very yeah. lazy, though. I would not set up separate folders and, and a, a series of text files to keep track of that stuff. Oh, my gosh. No, I have the main folder for the book. I have a chapter folder. Then I have a figure folder. And then I have my notes folder. <laughs> I just have one that's the book's title dash other. And that's where everything, everything that's not a chapter or a screenshot goes in there. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. That if, makes you sense. know, so, I've, gotten, I've gotten used to, and this seems to be something that kids are much more comfortable with than adults, than people who have been, you know, doing this for a long time. But search has gotten so fast on everything that I'm a lot less obsessive about getting things into the proper folder, other than... Stuff that has to be for business purposes, like chapters have to all come in one folder. All the pictures have to be in a folder. Okay, but mail, I used to, I used to obsessively organize my saved mail, and now yeah. I have like maybe yeah, two Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I even do that on Google Mail online. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. It just all I goes read... into archive. Yeah. If I need to search, I can find what I need fast enough. It doesn't have to be in the columns or the consulting or the family or the whatever folder. In fact, oh, so I think I'm going to kill time? all my folders. I'm going to put everything in one folder. 
So you take the time to actually archive everything? <laughs> Only No, I'd say 90% of the mail gets deleted without archiving. Only stuff I think I might want to look at later. And then I want a copy on my local hard disk, so I just stick it in a folder. Because, of course, Listen. once I delete it from the inbox, it's gone from everywhere. Well, okay, so, but if it's in the archives, does that get deleted everywhere, or does that stay there? It depends which archive. Actually, if I use Gmail's archive folder, it's everywhere. But I don't put very much stuff in there. I, what I put in there is stuff like my plane ticket confirmations. Uh-huh. Because then it's on all of my devices. If something fails, I, I have a backup and a backup and a backup. Because I generally... Things like yeah, I that. just leave it on. I just leave it on Gmail because, like you say, search is so easy. I if just it's type in your in... inbox, yes. Yeah. But but if you want to get it, see, I'm one of these people who subscribes to the zero inbox theory, and I like to try, and I don't often succeed, to empty my inbox and not use it as a temporary to-do list because then I don't do the things that need to be done. So I put stuff in folders so it's not in my inbox. Um, like, you know, look at later folder. Ah. <laughs> and, yeah, and if I told you I, I was pushing... Delete in bulk about twice a week. <laughs> if I was, if I told you I was pushing 5,000 emails in my inbox. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I know people who do that. And, you know, that's a different way of organizing. Yeah, I But mean, I get so really much new email, that just makes me crazy to, to have to wade through stuff like that. Well, you know, since we're talking about email, and this is something I addressed in in my upcoming book on social media commerce. Which I can't wait to read. Wait, thank you. Which, you know, is on email marketing, which is not dead, by the way. It can still be very effective. But I want to know why businesses actually think they're going to improve something by sending me an email every day. Have you noticed that? Like, you'll buy something with somebody, and all of a sudden... Every day, every other day, Sephora has something new to tell me. Do I need to hear from Sephora every day? I don't think so. Victoria's Secret is another one. And Groupon, for God's sakes. Yeah, see, the thing is, I like hearing from Groupon. (laughs) That's the one that I would argue is okay if they send me something. In fact, I signed up to get one every day. But that I I signed up for, that's not something where I gave my email address when I ordered something and they started sending me promotions yeah that's true that's true there's a big difference between one and the other yeah i asked for it i asked for it with groupon but i like groupon so far i've had really good luck with them offering things that i would pay real money for anyway yeah yeah good point i've just found in some of the groupons in southern california we get we get a lot of strange stuff you know like um lasering your skin by some beauty parlor <laughs> you know, certain things I don't think should be bought at a discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could but, see that. But in LA, I bet there's a, I bet there's a big market. I bet that's very competitive. Botox and laser and. Yeah, but still, you know, like you can shop for a deal, but is that the best idea? Exactly, exactly. So, uh, what? Is that feedback? Do you hear that, Wade? I hear some kind of feedback. No, that was me. I forgot. I, I just walked over to look at some toys on the counter, and there's a neon clock there that interferes with the phone that I completely <laughs> forgot about because I don't hear it. Okay, well, but I totally But it's better now, it. right? Yeah, because yeah, you walked the... away. Yep. 
So my, when my bad, totally. I know, I know. So we were, we only have like a minute before we go to the break. But when we come back, I'd like to get back to talking about the new laptops. Um, Mac Apple com- confuses me like crazy. There was the Airbook, which we had one and Kurt got rid of his Airbook. I'm not really sure why. And he got some sort of new other one. And what are the differences between the different Apple laptop products? I, I'd really like to know. You want to give it a start here before we Do hear that the music? After, after the break. Oh, there's the music. There's I heard the music. It. So a couple of the other things we want to talk about is uh, Funtime777 sent me something from AppStorm, and I looked it up, and I went, huh? What is that? Some new app about, uh, I don't know. We're going to talk about it getting retina ready. So when we get back, it's Marsha Collier and Bob Levitas on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. High cholesterol is a ticking time bomb. Statistically, you or a family member needs to lower their cholesterol today. Besides diet and exercise, the best answer is Carterol, an all-natural dietary supplement that combines nine natural ingredients proven to lower cholesterol levels in just 30 days. Carterol is the complete solution. Visit Carterol.net to learn more and start your risk-free 30-day trial. Carterol is guaranteed to lower your cholesterol or your money back. That's Carterol.net, C-A-R-D-I-O-L.net, C-A-R-D-I-O-L.net. You know, selling online can be a challenge, but thanks to Dymo Indicia, shipping isn't. With Dymo Indicia, you can print prepaid U.S. Postal Service shipping labels directly from your Mac or PC. By eliminating your trip to the post office, Dymo Indicia lets you focus on finding, listing, and selling your products. My friends can save hundreds of dollars on a Dymo Indicia postage solution by visiting endicia.com slash cool eBay tools. Dymo Indicia is the leading Internet postage provider with over $5 billion of postage printed. Indicia is integrated into over 100 third-party applications, which makes your inventory management easy. You get access to discounted delivery and signature confirmation, discounted parcel insurance, and hidden stealth postage. Shipping internationally? With Dymo Indicia, you can also print a first-class international shipping label. Dymo Indicia is the smart way to get it done. Visit E-N-D-I-C-I-A dot com slash cool eBay tools. Are your salespeople running at the speed of the Internet? Are you providing the tools they need to compete? Bjorn Stansvik from MentorMate has a solution for increasing the effectiveness of your workforce. The most common problem we see our clients facing is that their salespeople don't have time for learning. IQPAC provides an adaptable mobile learning solution to help your sales force easily master the knowledge to compete effectively. Go to IQPAC.com. That's IQPAKK.com to learn more. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merch, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, 
plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com. And thanks for listening to WS Radio.